0: Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. You're listening to What's Trending on Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly. Now, supply chain shocks and rising inflation have left an estimated 828 million people worldwide going hungry this year. Take a minute to just digest that number. Because you'll want to think about this as well, that cities are expected to be responsible for around 80% of global food consumption by 2050. That's according to the latest study by the Resilient Cities Network and consultancy Arab. Now think about this, less than of food waste is captured and circulated back into the ecosystem. So there has to be some kind of solution here to match that food waste or to reduce the food waste and tackle the hunger that we're seeing globally. This is all part of how smart cities can help to combat issues such as climate change. We're joined on the line now to discuss this further with Karen Cocker, co-chair of Arup. Karen, thank you so much for joining us today. Great to be joining you, Rachel. So let's talk about that number. I was shocked. Just 2% of food waste is circulated back into the ecosystem. It seems that we're quite far behind when it comes to tackling this issue, doesn't it? Look, it really
1: does. And I think as we are facing, you know, global population increase. So we have on the one hand, um, you know, not enough food mm-hmm. to feed our people. And we have significant numbers of people, you know, 150 million urban residents who face food insecurity around the world. And on the other hand, we have so much waste. So 2.8 billion tonnes of organic waste a year, which is producing significant greenhouse gas emissions. So you're absolutely right. I mean, this this is an opportunity and a problem that we really must um, tackle. And I think in solving one of the problems mm-hmm. around the greenhouse gas emissions, we can actually address, you know, the food insecurity part of the equation as well.
0: That's right. And I think the study also highlighted that food waste alone accounts for 10% of all global greenhouse gas emissions so what role then do smart cities play in combating these issues? The white paper that we published um, which as you say we developed um, with, with our partner
1: Resilient Cities Network, mm-hmm. it does actually um, produce some opportunities and different ways that we could tackle this so it's things like in our cities, how do we improve waste separation how do we um, locally produce and distribute our food and actually I think the other big part is actually how do we change mindset, so mm-hmm. thinking about food waste rather than a waste product, it's actually a resource that we must, you know, actually care for and look for ways to use in other, you know, in other ways, whether that's feeding people whilst also reducing our greenhouse gas emissions.
0: Let's talk about bigger picture now though, Karen, because it's not just food, as it's cities are responsible for more than two thirds of global emissions. And they're really at the front line in this fight against climate change. You've been involved in a number of very large projects. Talk to us about the role that building play in tackling this issue.
1: Yeah, no, look, absolutely. I mean, you know, increasing our populations living in cities and, as you say, 70% of carbon emissions, 60% of resource use and 50% of global waste, um, you know, is currently through our cities. So I think um, buildings and the construction industry has a significant role to play mm-hmm. and produce over 40% of those emissions. So we are looking at our buildings and I think decarbonisation is a big um, current-focused topic around okay. the world because we know we have climate change and addressing decarbonisation is part of that. So- We made a commitment at COP26 to undertake whole life cycle carbon assessment on all of our buildings projects. And we are doing that at the moment with that current step of upping all of our knowledge, both within ARUP, but actually we're sharing that knowledge with our clients. And that's the first step to then actually how do we radically reduce our carbon footprint in buildings projects by assessing the carbon footprint of each of the different design options and then looking for new solutions to radically reduce the embodied and operational carbon in our buildings around the world. Um, so I think part of that, you know, is reduction we've just talked about, mm-hmm. but actually how do we reuse what we already have? So how do we take mm-hmm. our existing building stock and rather than knocking it down and building new, how do we reuse that in in new ways? So I think there's some new thinking here. And we did recently um, publish a report called 3Rs, which was reduce, restore and remove. And that is the idea of, yes, certainly reducing our emissions, but then actually restoring the natural environment, and then thinking beyond reduction to how do we remove carbon from the atmosphere? Because actually we have to make up ground from where we are now if we're going to get to the net zero future that we must really all achieve.
0: And so you're talking about retrofitting then as well? Absolutely. Look, I think that's a really critical um, mm-hmm. opportunity and need.
1: Um, and I think you know, we should really challenge ourselves um, at every point in the project. When a new project comes up, is it actually a new asset that we need here or could we use what we already have in a new way? And certainly we've got some great examples around the world. One that I was personally involved in, Key Quarter Tower for AMP in Sydney, which is a 1970s commercial tower. And actually we retained 70% of the existing structure and we've doubled the foreplay and actually developed what is a world-class, sustainable, you know, commercial office space fit. Fit for the future, but the amount of carbon that we saved in retaining the existing structure was really significant. So I think
0: challenging our thinking is where we have to get to. And do you see that clients are now becoming more receptive to that, to these conversations when you're looking at not reinventing or rebuilding something from scratch?
1: Oh, look, I think the
0: conversations are really different. I
1: think that's both with our private and public sector mm-hmm. clients. I think they're very aware of reputation. So. We have clients around the world who are making increasingly ambitious commitments to achieve net zero and other sustainability commitments. So once you've made those public statements of commitment, your clients and your own people are going to hold you to account. So definitely clients are very open and receptive to conversations Mm -hmm. about new and different ways of using our existing assets, which is absolutely fantastic to see.
0: Karen, what more do you think needs to be done? We at Arup, we
1: have our sustainability strategy and that looks at the UN Sustainable Development Goals. And I know that the Singapore plan, um, Green plan, also uses the UN SDGs as a basis for that plan. And that really challenges us broaden our thinking about sustainable development beyond those current topics of energy water and waste to be thinking about on the one end environmental impact biodiversity and the opportunities through nature-based solutions which I know is something that Singapore is very active in but on the other end social equity and how do we drive this as a just transition for all so I think We need to broaden our thinking and we need to broaden the conversation. It's really complex, but I think that also then means that we must do it together. And I think this sense of generosity and partnerships is absolutely critical. We can't each do this alone we don't have the time to each mm. you know test things and fail we must be sharing our lessons learned so that as a world community we can really
0: accelerate towards you know the sustainable future that we absolutely must thank you we've been speaking with Karen Coker, co-chair of Arup. you're listening to money FM 89.3 to listen to more great interviews download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg.